0: This episode of The Blurred Mob contains explicit language. While we want everyone to enjoy the show, sometimes we may say things that are not appropriate for all ages. So, in other words, mom, dad, granny, we cussing. Discretion is advised.
1: King G. Gross E&T.
2: <laughs>
1: Rock right with it. Right with it, rock right with it, right with it Let me, let me pop my shit
0: let me let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pop my
2: shit Hands up
0: What's up y'all and welcome back to The Blurred Mob Your hub for all things black and nerdy We're going into part 2 of our League of Legends Netflix series review of Arcane So we're back with McMillian from Gurren Otaku Council And Ryan is also back so if you have not heard part one, in part one, we did a non-spoiler review of the series, as well as we got into some character deep dives as part as our spoiler portion. So if you have not listened to part one, make sure you check that out. For part two, we're going to be talking about highlights favorite scenes from Arcane season one, as well as what we're expecting from season two. So spoilers are ahead. If you have not seen Arcane or if you're not finished with Arcane, Please leave, or you will know the whole season. Spoiler warning. Big spoiler warning. Because I'm going into detail. It's it's not even it's I don't even because this series is so good I don't even want you to stick around to see if you'll like it. I
1: mm-hmm.
0: please leave. <laughs> please leave.
1: You you want you want these realizations, Fresh.
0: You want these realizations and then come back and listen to us. Cause I'm I'm basically about the simp over the whole series. I am. But to get into the first highlight, I have to go episode three, where powder kills basically everybody. <clears throat> um I guess the build up to that scene, because you have Vander what happened before. Vander was gonna give himself up. Silco comes around and Deckard, um, the guy from episode one that was chasing them for the stuff that they stole from Jason's apartment. It's like his first test subject of Shimmer. And he's killed Grayson, he's killed Benzo, and they took Vander. And Vi watch the whole thing happen. As well as Echo. So Vi goes back to the last drop. She rounds up Milo and Clagger. And basically, we're about to go get Vander. And Powder, because her always looking up to her sister, she's like, Okay, I'm ready. I'm she's packing up her stuff. And Vi's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. You not going. And that's when Powder. Um, if you listen to part one, McMillian was talking about how powder kind of felt like she was the one in the group that didn't have that special um that special thing like everybody else. I think this is really where it really hit for her that you don't find me useful enough to go save Vander. Mm-hmm. And so she leaves Powder and then they go they go get Vander. So a couple things happen. They do get the Vander, but turns out they wanted them to get inside to get Vander. And you also see that, I'm about to call her Jinx, but Powder is having basically a mental breakdown in her room about her not being able to go for for being left behind. And if you remember from episode one, she stole the blue boom booms or the crystals. I call them the blue boom booms. And gets the great idea that I'm going to use these for one of the monkey bombs. And let's talk about how they've been foreshadowing that she's going to get these to work. And she gets them to work at the worst time. So fast forwarding, they get this, this, this Vander. Um, this Vi-Silco standoff for Vi is fighting all, off of all of Silco's goons. Clagger has beat a hole in the wall. Um, Milo is getting Vander out of the little cuffs and stuff that he's in. And for a moment, you think, they're going to get away. This, this actually might work. And then Powder shows up. Powder shows up. She looks at this damn monkey, and she was like, you have to work. You have to work. She throws the monkey, and it just slow mo. All you see—it's the silliest ass shit. It's this monkey clapping this blue boom boom crystal stone, and it blows up. We know the imp- we know the impact of what it can do because of episode one, but we're hoping that this is for another time. That this is just one of Powder's inventions that are not going to work. But she gets it to work. I think my favorite thing about that scene is that they showed the aftermath in multiple ways. Yes. They showed how it affected um, Deckard. They showed how it affected Savika. We see her arm get completely obliterated. We see Milo. He gets a whole pole stuck through him. Clagger gets knocked out.
1: Well, rocks. Rocks
0: fall on top of him. Like Mm -hmm. you're seeing all of this happen. Vi and Vander get stuck under the rubble, and then you see Powder who's falling off the building. So they show all of the different effects that this one bomb is happening. Going forward, so Vi and Vander get out. They do their final scuffle against, well, Vanna does his final scuffle between Silco. He pups himself up with Shimmer, saves Vi, but he dies in the end. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Vi is distraught. And I guess that's the first time where you see the guilt ridden side of Vi. Like, this is my fault. Because it's like, it's the domino effect. Her break, them breaking into the apartment. All the way down to der because he didn't mm-hmm. want to give her up to the enforcers. But then it the blame completely flips when Powder comes out, and I was just like, ah, oh, po' baby, because she comes down she was like, it worked. You saw my bomb, it worked. And I was like, ah, oh, Powder. And then Vice like, you did this, and. Vi smacked the shit out of powder. I felt that. I felt that. And then oh, she fi- she finally says the words that up to this point, Vi would never say or would never admit if she ever believed it. And she's like, Milo was right. You're a jinx. You you effed all this stuff up. And she leaves her. And I was like, this is bad business. You can tell like the way the scene went down how this dynamic is about to go. And I was like, this is bad business.
2: And I feel like the reason that scene is so prominent is because you knew, you could tell from foreshadowing, something was going to go down. The bomb was going to be intense. But you had no idea that that one little crystal was going to cause so much damage. And the funniest part for
1: me... Here's, here's the thing, it wasn't one It was three The one I in the she symbol just... she put If you go back And this is what I didn't notice the first time If you go back and watch it, she puts two in its body And one on the symbol The reason the blast was so bad Is because she had three of them
0: I, you know what You know what I do, I do remember Because when she was outside She shoved something in it Closed it up and said you had to work. He's right. Cause what caught me work. off guard is when it did start doing the symbol thing. And I was like, I know she just put some inside this monkey.
2: Well, shoot. I, well, you just you just shed some light on that, but it was still funny. She made I, a
0: nuke. Right. <laughs> she made and then, a nuke. And then the well, she whole wanted it was a
1: grenade.
2: And,
0: and she we made a nuke. Is
2: still- <laughs> And we, the audience, is seeing all this sad stuff. What was so funny to me was she's falling out the building. She's like,
0: Oh my God.
2: Uh, Yeah, no, it worked. I (laughs) was like, Coming (laughs) around the corner, (laughs) I felt so,
0: I felt sad because I was like, I know how this is going to go down. When she ran around that corner, she was like, Vi, did you see it? And Vi's like, You did this? And I was like, (laughs) Oh, baby.
1: It's. It's the eight old. It's the age old thing. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes, she wanted to do good. She
0: and to. I, and what her like, what hurt even worse is that she when she started looking around and seeing like the aftermath, and she just keeps repeating. She was like, "I just wanted to help. I just wanted to help," and I was like, "Oh, she's losing it." She's she is breaking down in this moment.
1: I thought that was such a good human like response because I was like, I, I think every child has done something to like that. Maybe not, like, obviously not that crazy, but like I think everybody in their life has been like, I wanted to help. I wanted to be the adult in this situation. I wanted to do X Y Z, and you are like, and you get the person's, you get to the person whose approval you've been waiting for, and they're like, get. You messed up, my guy.
0: You messed (laughs) up big time. Or the, I think it's the child innocence thing, and I think it's also the wanting to prove that I am useful, that I can do Mm -hmm. something good. Mm. And I think one of the quotes, and this is not from Vi and Jinx, but the quotes of what Victor tells Jace, where everything basically went to shit, like in the pursuit of doing Great, we forgot to do good.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: It's like all she wanted to do, she wanted to be a great asset to the team, but you blew everybody up in the process. There
1: are steps. There are steps. She was expecting she she was tired of people talking down on her, and so and she wanted to be great for the team, and Mm -hmm. she forgot in the process of that. I am you are you're being too hard on yourself. You a kid. Yeah. Even like, because like Vi said, you're young. Granted, I mean, when I was your age, I was doing stuff, but your path, my path isn't your path.
0: Yeah. You know? Or when she sat her down. And that, that's another scene that I like between Vi and Jinx is when she took on the roof and she was showing her all of the places where Milo and Clagger had their mishaps during missions. Like, you're not the only one that has bad days. So, you know, like like you said, don't beat yourself up about it and don't let it get to your head. So, you know, we all have bad days. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just that that undying an... need for her to prove herself.
1: Yeah, and then this, on top of the fact that this is a super important, like, mission that they're going on. Like, this is our father mm-hmm. we're talking about here. And you don't trust yeah. me enough to help save our dad like that would not hurt anybody i'm pretty sure
0: yeah and of- the fact i think the other thing that i forgot to mention is that vi told her that she wasn't ready mm-hmm. i think that if anything that may have motivated her the most to disobey vi and go down there anyway like what do you mean i'm not ready
2: Maybe. It also it also shows that issue of like when you spoil a child, like there's signs of Violet of Vi always spoiling powder at that stage. Like everybody else complained, like y'all you see how powder is, Vi, and she's like, No, I'ma take I'ma take control for her. And it's like, Well, you're gonna take the blame for her. And it's like, Oh, you finally tell her no once. You think she's gonna listen after being told yes and being defended for her for so freaking long? That's the like, end result. Yeah.
0: That's, yeah, but
1: that's that,
0: a good point. Yeah, but that scene's great. It, it, it's horrible. That, it was but in the worst way. It ways. was bad. <laughs> when I tell you, I didn't breathe watching that whole sequence. My first that was the scene, my first go-around that was like, okay, I have to keep watching this. Because even after that, you have Silco who's taking powder. And up to this mm-hmm. point, we know that Silco is bad news. And we have Marcus that snatches up Vi, and I was like, okay, what are you about to do with Vi?
3: hmm
0: So the next highlight I want to talk about is when Vi and Jinx uh, reunite. And we talked about this in part one, but starting off with um, when they first reunite. And you get that sense of Jinx is more so, I guess we see the powder side of Jinx. That's what I'm going to say. When she finally gets the vibe and, you know, they hug or whatever. And she was like, I thought you were dead and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, well, you know, and then Caitlyn shows up and then, see her booth, boom, we're back Jinx. <laughs> And now she's hearing all of these voices. Savika has gotten into her head. And on top of that, so Caitlin's like, Your sister is Jinx. And Jinx is like, You're working with a force. And then Vibe was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just broke out of jail like a day ago. Like, let's slow down. Let's slow down a minute. And then on top of that, the firelight show up. So now they're engaged in this whole big battle. And I want to say that I thought it was nice to see them fight side by side. It it touched me. I was I was like, oh, this is nice. Like seeing yeah. them fight side by side as sisters. And it immediately turns dark when Jinx does take it too far. Because Vi's just, you know, she's fighting, but she's not fighting to kill. She's just fighting because people are attacking her. Jinx is busting people in the face and this was going into my thing that I was talking about with Vice denial like you definitely see Jinx going way too far like mm-hmm. she hit the guy with the gun and then she just kept going and I was like that's enough it's enough <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely it did finally give Vi some insight into what everybody was saying. Because she had been in denial up to that point. She still was after, but that was her first experience seeing Jinx as Jinx. Because when they told her, because when she ran into Savika during their first fight, she was like, where's my sister? Where's Powder?" And Savika's like, you talking about Jinx? And she wouldn't call her that. like. I don't know this Jinx person. I'm looking for my sister, powder. And yeah. then Jinx shows her whose Jinx is, and then it's like, we tried to tell you. <laughs> we tried to tell you. But I it was like one of those family reunions that you know was gonna go wrong. Yeah. Like a ticking, like one of those ticking time bomb reunions, because you know. We already knew that Caitlyn was behind Vi, so it was only a matter of time until she showed up. Plus, with the stuff that Savika had told Jinx before, I was like, this is definitely going to blow up. This is not the sister-sister reunion that we were all expecting. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah,
1: no, that was bound to go wrong. It was a be- it was beautiful. I-, I like the fact that we got the beauty with the bad though, because it was nice at first, like you pointed mm-hmm. out, and then just slowly just, just
0: it was it escalated got, into chaos. It did. It escalated, and then it got complicated because when the firelight showed up, then it just made it even more complicated. Because then they now you're ag- they started aggravating Jinx. She's already. What do you so they were she's already losing her shit because Savika was right. And then these firelights show up and she doesn't like the firelight. So now all of this. So just mm-hmm.
3: yes. the rest that of was the disaster. Nice,
0: <laughs> that was a nice scene. So the next scene I wanna talk about. I wanna go to episode seven. And this is Echo versus Jinx. So we see Echo grown up and they've made their own community for themselves and he escorts by and Caitlyn back to the bridge. Of course, Jinx is there. She blows everybody on the bridge up and her and Echo face off. So the weirdest, so what I found weird about it, but then I started to enjoy is that they're having like this western standoff and he pulls out a clock and I'm just like okay but it starts ticking this music starts coming up and then Jinx starts playing along with them and this is what I like about Jinx is that um though she's she's crazy enough to indulge because as we've seen with other interactions with Jinx Had this been anybody else, I feel like she would have just straight up shot him. Like, you wouldn't even have time to do your little, to even pull out the watch, to even do Mm -hmm. your thing. She would have got you so fast, you wouldn't have even had time to think about it. But I think because she knew Echo and she knew what that meant, she was like, okay, I'll play along. I'll indulge. I...
1: I was telling Foop earlier. This is my favorite scene of the whole show because of what how much is said without any words in this scene. Because at first, I, the first time I watched it, I interpreted when they turned into kids as just like a predictive type of like this is how the fight could go type mm-hmm. thing. But then I rewatched it and I realized with some added context, and this is the only like gripe I have because in the music video for the the theme song for the show, they show a little bit of Echo and Jinx's interactions. Before this show happens, like how close they were as friends, and I wish they had put some of that in the show and Mm -hmm. uh, just in this music video. But I was able on my second watch to realize, oh, this is a this is a fight that has context through flashback of this is a game they used to play where Echo used to try his best to get to Jinx before without getting hit, and if he he got hit, he lost.
3: Mm -hmm. And
1: I was like, this is I was like, this so much here of like how close not only like. Uh, just like how, uh, not just like for this fight, but like their relationship of like how close they used to be before all this happened, and like what they used to probably mean to each other, uh, and now you are putting them in this mess of situation. Also, that the 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 song they play for is probably like the de- fits so perfectly well as, to the whole situation too,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and the whole thing is just great. And even like up to the point at the end where Echo gets to her and they're fighting, and for a moment there, you really think he's about to end her, and then J- he looks at her in the face, and he all, you can tell, you can tell in his eyes, and even in hers for a moment that all they see is that friend that they used to have
3: mm-hmm.
1: in a playground. And, and Jinx, obviously being herself, is the first one to come out of that daydream and mess and basically end it all.
0: I think the fact that he even chose like that was his battle method shows that he still there's still some connection like there Mm
3: -hmm.
0: for the fact for him because they they literally could have just went at it like they have been. But and I think that's the other thing I liked about the scene that this was because the other times that the Firelights and Echo have interacted with Jinx, they've always had the mask on. It's never been personal because Jinx doesn't know who they are. Mm -hmm. They're just the firelights. But Echo taking his mask off and facing her, and that was his battle choice, made this battle very personal. Because before that, right. Because before that, he's explaining to Vi about all the people that they've lost due to Silco and due to Jinx being who she is now. So, him to finally face her on that level, I was like, they're about to get it in. So, when the animation changed, I was.
2: Ryan, you want to say something? I think Ryan
1: wants to say
0: something real quick. Oh, what's
2: up, Ryan? Oh, no, you can keep going.
0: I was just going to say, and I'll make it real quick so you can say your spiel, Ryan. But when the animation changed, I was almost a tad bit upset because I thought they were about to cheat us out of this. I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. But through the animation, you start seeing the story, like how McMillian was saying that this was a game that they used to play. And then the game that Echo always lost. And when they rewind it back and we actually got to the battle, one, I like the fact that they cut the music. Oh, yeah. Like, They cut the music, and I was like, yeah, it's time to put in the work. This was the Gone versus Ahsoka type moment where your eyes are glued to you cannot miss this. And he ran up and he got her. I was like, okay, you guys executed this so well.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: What you were about to say, Ron?
2: I was actually going to say this scene actually pulled on my emotional heartstrings more than episode three, because the entire time I was wondering where Echo was, because that character honestly did interest me. And to, and to get that revelation, like, Oh, this is who he is. This is what he did. This is how much he's accomplished from being that little kid. That's just fine on it. Well, not necessarily fine on everybody, but got like his eyes and ears everywhere. And to see that relationship between him and Jean, it it touched me i when i seeing him like have that glimpse of like oh i thought she i i still see that little girl it almost made me think of it made me think about the scene where he's convincing vi like jinx has changed and it shows how much pain he had in his heart from that mm-hmm. like jinx going through this whole phase of going from powder to jinx it affected a lot of people nobody like everybody in the undercity even though they had their issues, they stuck together. And you see that play out because he was definitely hurt at the things that she was doing.
0: I Nobody wanted, wanted
2: to just hurt Powder.
0: I wanted to touch on what you were saying with it hitting him the hardest. Because you could kind of tell when he's trying to tell Vi that Jinx is Powder is no longer Powder. You can see that he's getting a little bit frustrated about it.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: That he has to he has to keep saying it, and anytime you you see somebody getting frustrated saying the same thing over and over again, it's hurting them in a way that it is it this cut deep. Like, listen to me, listen to me, what I'm trying to tell you, because he's experienced firsthand, and I think that's the other thing that led to his frustration. He's experienced firsthand what jinx can do because Mm. what what was that episode four when they do the time skip how jinx let loose on that airship he lost two to three people in that that one situation due to jinx and there's no telling how many people he's lost before that but this is just what we saw
2: Mm-hmm. and i'm honestly eager to see more of the fire lights in season two because it seems like that battle has been ongoing for a minute like i want to see if echo started the entire like militia group like the militant group i want to see if he necessarily started or did someone else start and he just followed along I actually that's i, that's, I, I that think it's implied that
1: he he made he he yeah. made it himself
0: it sounded I think like he did it yeah mm. They may have not especially been as advanced as they were when we see them, but
1: yeah, because I was say, especially since I think it, it, it was revealed that he's the one that made their whole like the their motif the in the first place. They, they made the boards, so he probably is responsible for it. But I, I would like to see how things continue for them in season two.
0: I honestly feel like they're going to be in danger, and this, and this is why I say this, and this is kind of going towards season two with Jinx nuking. Everybody,
1: oh, yeah, everybody's gonna be on edge.
0: It's everybody's gonna be edge, and at this point, it's going to be war against the undercity. I think the part that hit hardest is that what the council was doing while the nuke was on the way, they had all agreed to broker a peace with the undercity, and Jinx just nuked their ass. Any hope? That they ever had for making peace with the Undercity, or for the Undercity to ever get some support from Piltover, has just went in the drain. Yep. And with and because Silco's dead, and I feel like they might go after the Firelights because of how Silco and Jinx have been setting up their plays to blame the Firelights
1: hmm Yeah. No, you're right. They might be in danger. Mm-hmm. But I will say, regardless of everything, that's the scene this me. scene specifically, I felt like was the creme de la creme for me, besides what happened in, in episode nine. But this is my personal favorite scene. Because it it's it's of such a good I think example of how you tell a story without dialogue at all. Mm-hmm. And just straight visual.
0: So the next so highlight ask. I wanted to get into was Vi and Jace's raid, and Jace unalives the child. I going in, it was like, okay, this is a raid, but once the um the shimmer, the shimmer bots, whatever you want to call them. They got, the The mechs, the shimmer shimmer mechs. mechs. (laughs) Yeah. Once the shimmer mechs got involved, I was like, okay, somebody's going to, somebody's going to get hurt. Like I didn't think it was going to be a kid. I was like, okay, people on both sides are about to take hits and they were. And then Jace pulls out this hammer laser thing. And he's just, he's just going at it. And I was just like,
3: Yeah, he's
0: trying to hit one of the dudes. He's going to hit somebody he's not supposed to hit. And he did. And he hit the kid. But I think what hit hard for me in that scene is he hits the kid. We watch him for a few seconds. When he falls over and they have you watch his body picking up speed to the ground, I was like, oh. Oh, no. And they show it. They make you watch him pick up speed until he finally hits the ground. And I think that set the gravity of what they were doing. Like, this is what happens when you fight fire with fire.
1: Yeah, And what I really like about that scene specifically, besides like Jace's whole like, this is wrong. I, what I like is this is a direct parallel to whole Silco's hostile takeover of the Undercity. Mm-hmm. Like where Silco basically systematically took out the highest, like the, the highest representative for them who was making peace with the people up top. Uh, Vi went straight for like, we need to take this out at any cost. And then when the child dies, she's just like, eh, that happens. I'm just like, what the yes. fuck? Like, do you not see who you are representing like, right now? Like, but I, just, I, I thought it was such a I good moment get for I mad that, at least, but, though.
2: I felt like that was true to character. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, no, no, it was no, definitely I, I was true to I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad, but I'm saying, like, I, I was like, I feel like if she could see herself, she wouldn't like what she was doing.
0: But I think, opinion, yeah. My thing about Vi is that Vi has been angry for a very long time. A long time. Mm-hmm. Even the first the intro she- to episode 1 when vander takes her in powder and they're walking away from the enforcers you see her face contort into one of anger and that anger lives through her for a very long mm-hmm. time and she she just directs that anger at whoever and in this case it was silco and she di- and she channeled that anger so much that Seeing this kid die was just like, okay, next stop.
1: Yeah, I just think it's a, it's a good look at just like how much this is affecting her. Because I think like the best example of like how, when her how much the rage is blinding her. The first mm-hmm. thing she does, like the almost immediately, first thing she does is find Savika, and yes, beat the shit. Like they they beat the they shit out scrap. Of
0: yeah. They scrap, <laughs> and that was my that was my next highlight. By versus Savika part two, because they fought once, but this this was nasty. They
2: they fought till Violet um destroyed one of her fists.
0: <laughs> right, she broke one of the fists, and they collided so hard that they knocked the lights out of the last drop, as well as the surrounding buildings. And I love that scene so much. is because all you see is purple and blue flashes going back and forth in the bar. And I was like, they are scrapping. My, they uh, are scrapping.
1: My favorite, I think one of my favorite moments from that fight is when they're no longer fighting and Vi is just like, <sighs> she takes a drink. Smashes it. Oh yes, like, hey, this and she is... threw she threw it at <laughs> And then I was like, this is such a perfect, like, ah, this is so, just like it's not even like an actual fight. This is just like you are mad. This is just, just anger.
0: <laughs> I'm just I'm fighting you because I'm pissed off. And then she immediately screamed immediately after that. You remember she threw up that pool table and sucked that all across the room? I was like, you guys at this point, you guys you're letting off steam. You're letting off mm-hmm. steam.
2: They weren't even mad at each other at that point. They was just mad at the situation.
0: <laughs> I don't even think Savika was upset. I think Savika just wanted she 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 wanted Vi, like yeah, she to walked be in. She to be done with this. Yeah, nobody else is gonna fight. She made everybody leave. You know what? Y'all ain't got it, Hannah. I'll handle this. Vi was like, "I'm pissed. I'm finna beat your ass."
1: Only reason she was because she got lucky too.
0: <laughs> yeah. When she got that shield, she did that shield thing. Didn't I was like, "Oh!" Didn't even know
1: the ability. Exactly. Just yeah. did that. Did that they create That just made the perfect opening. But if that I'm glad if... she
0: didn't hesitate though. Because when she saw it, she was shocked. And I was like, okay, don't stay shocked for too long. And she mm-hmm. didn't. She ripped the arm off and punched her into that jukebox. And I was like, Yes, you settled the score. I like that she settled the score because she was ups- She had already been upset that Savika had betrayed Vander,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but I was like, I- I'm mm-hmm. glad you got your, you got your lick back. Which leads into my next favorite moment because immediately after, Vi beat Savika. Had Jinx been watching the whole time? Had she just shown up? We'll never know. But she creeps up behind Jinx. And she was like, Congratulations, sis. Or some shit, some <laughs> she said. And pistol whips her. Pistol whips her. And she blacks out. And I was like... Nice. So then... She- <laughs> nice. <laughs> so then... Vi wakes up and and I just want to say this was Jinx's Joker moment to me from the setting to everything going forward. One, she takes Vi back to the building where that she blew up, that she blew the Smithereens, where everybody died. The setting that basically sent them in two different directions. This is where. Basically, this is where Vi and powder died. She brings them back. She brings her back there. And then she turns around and she's at this fancy dinner party. Silco's at the under end of the table. You, strapped this, up. Strapped Strapped up. You have these two personalities. You have an empty powder chair, or an empty jinx chair. And then I was like, So episode eight, you already know that she kidnapped Caitlyn, and I was like, "Oh my God, what did she do to Caitlyn? Where is Caitlyn?" And she, (laughs) so this is the fake out. (laughs) She was like, "Yeah, I made your girlfriend into a snack." I was like, "Yo, if she pulls that plate open and shows any piece of Caitlyn, this has gotten extremely dark."
1: The illusion is over. I knew it was the illusion is over.
0: Like. This is this is no longer your sister.
2: I knew it was going to be Caitlyn's head. I just knew it. I just I, knew it was going to be a severed head sitting on, yo, on that. Page. I thought it was
0: going to be her head, her body parts, or something. But because i I want to make this Jinx Joker correlation, I there was a part of me that knew it was going to be a fake out. That she was just trying to psych her out. Which she did, because it was just a cupcake. But I was like, yo, waiting up into that moment. I was like, it's either going to be something stupid, or she really didn't cut this girl head off. But the whole thing just gave me Joker vibes. And the negotiation, where it was like, um, yeah, if you kill her right now, I'll, I'll be powder. That's what you want, right? And I was like, you're seeing... That was the moment where I, where Vi was finally seeing like the consequences of her actions, and it was like, but this is what you wanted, right? And it's like, yeah, but, but no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, and it leads up to, so Caitlyn gets free, and I think we talked about this. No, we didn't talk about this. So. Jinx is now reincarnated Jinx, and now her eyes are not blue, and she's been pumped up with Shimmer. So Caitlyn... She then knocked out Caitlyn, and now it's Silco and Vi yelling at her, trying to pull them to each other's side. Like, this is Vi's last attempt to get Powder back, and this is Silco's attempt to keep Jinx on his side. And... Jinx is having a mental breakdown. I have no idea what's going to come out of this. Like, this can go one or two ways. One with her holding this machine gun in her hand. This can go one or two ways. And she ends up killing Silco.
1: Hey, Silco Silco made the decision very easy because he's picked
0: up the gun. (laughs) He did. He did. He did pick up the gun and unalived his ass, too. But I think when she realized what she did, that's when I was like another, oh.
1: Oh, she, but I, I what I really like about that scene specifically is when she realized what she did, to, the choice is made because she realized, she realizes herself, I'm too far gone. It's not, it's not Vi, it's not anybody else in that room. It's her that it's is me. like, it's, I, I am the, I am what I am. There's no stopping I, it now.
0: I like what she does after that. So after Silco says his last words, she get you. She lets her final tears go out, and you see her face. Oh,
1: such a good scene too. He her was face like,
0: change like that. It's the realization that you were talking about, and she wraps. It's like a insane type moment, and she gets mm-hmm. up, dusts her chair off, her Jinx chair and she sits down and she was like, you know, I thought you could love me the way you used to. But it's not it's not happening.
1: Mm-hmm. And up, she gets up, picks up the, picks up She fires Hanuka. Hexcore up. up. picks up the X-Core. walks outside.
0: And no, I, I like up. that Silco's first words to her echoes in her head like, we'll show them. We we're gonna show them all, and I was like, I that scene was so good. There was so much going on because, like I said, I really, the council was doing before that, and I was like, Jinx is about to kill everybody. The
1: perfect. The perfect illustration, I feel like, for like how bittersweet a moment it is. If you if we if we take if we if we back up and move from our from our titular sisters to to the council and mel in her head is fighting against her old her fa- wanting to be with her family who we know are like warmonger type the way we lead a the way we lead a nation is with an iron fist and then her mm-hmm. her always having a desire to try and solve things a more alternative route through talking and ma- negotiations mm-hmm. she took off her her family's crest ring sat it on a table down. and was like Let's try and work this shit out. And immediately after, that's you, what I'm that saying hits the window and I'm like, wow.
0: I think it's the fact that Jinx made a nuke because when she first shoots it, it's just this bullet bill. that's what it looked like, a bullet bill mm-hmm. and then it expanded. And then it expanded again, and, you see, and I was and you see like, the
1: arcane, "Yeah, you see the arcane fire coming out of it, and all mm-hmm. that."
0: And I was like, "Oh, I mean, the it was like fire,
3: yeah."
0: Like the thing that they had been wanting, I think the thing that they had been wanting this whole time for peace between the Undercity and Piltover was finally Came happening. Late. And Jinx just ruined. It can't. It the truly.
1: I think it's a. I, I, but I think of the bigger part of it is, is like you. You are finally acknowledging these people mm-hmm. after years, and this is kind of your comeuppance, really. You she you ignore just set them you back. You, you, but I'm saying like you ignored the problem for so long.
0: Yeah.
1: And now, and now, look what's cool,
0: happening. Yeah.
1: You you met My. you met us with violence, so now we meet you with violence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying.
2: And you got to look at the people who witnessed it too. The only witnesses were were Vi and Caitlin. And so I wonder, like for one thing, it's two things. I wonder if the council did all of them actually die. Like we've, like of course we can no, assume, no. but we've seen shows no. do like twists and turns and stuff like that. For all we know, half of them could be alive, just we know, hurt.
1: We know our pretty boy is still alive. At yeah, that, Jace, that's, Jace that's the only character alive. I'm sure in that room who is still alive. They,
2: Victor, they maybe let male, go out. Depending
1: on, I that, don't yeah, know how, how I, reinforced that hex cord.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot yeah, he yeah. had that because I was like, yeah, he was on his last leg, so that that explosion might have took him out. But that's actually and it, something else to interesting to see because we know that the um, the core reacts to his blood. So now that he's in and it has been altering
2: you. this entire time. You notice that
0: mm-hmm. you said you said what you said,
2: the, and, the, and, the and it to alter over and over time, yeah. Yeah. right? So my whole thing is, if some of the members of the council are still alive, how are they even going to? What are they going to take from hearing Vi? Because I'm I'm assuming Vi and Caitlin are just going to go back and be like, hey, we're so sorry. I think they're
1: gonna I'm, try and help
2: I'm, see who's who see who
1: survived first. If anything, that's probably only yeah. Caitlin's like immediately reaction, mm-hmm. like, because my mom's in that room. Like I
2: so, exactly. Yeah. And I want to see how strained that relationship gets from all of that.
0: That's me. I my one of my things for season two based on the cliffhanger. Well, we know they get blown up. We just don't know. My things for season two to go ahead and get into it. I wanted, I need to know who survived. I want to know what else did Jinx nuke affect? Was it mm-hmm. just the council building or did she take half of Piltover with it? Because it's a nuke. It's a nuke. Um what happens to the undercity now? Depending on who's missing from the council, they could the animosity could just start back up again tenfold, yeah, cause, cause and it may took, they... not just be like it may not just be like you guys stay on your side, we'll stay on our side. This may be like pure hatred. Oh no, it's war
1: now! I it, look, yeah. man, look, I'm gonna tell you this: if they took Jason's chocolate drop,
2: he'd kill everybody. <laughs>
0: Not oh, yeah. his, his chocolate. chocolate dropped,
2: if his if little chocolate drop dead, it, it's over if with. It's if his they took
1: his Hershey's kisses.
2: <laughs> <this>, it's over.
0: <laughs> he if bringing that hammer. He that hammer back out with the quickness.
2: With the quickness. <laughs> Look, this gonna be his villain arc if she did. Yeah. But and
0: that, my other two questions was like, what's the dynamic going to be with Kate between Caitlyn and Vi now, and the what. Would depend on that question is if her mother survived. I don't think that Caitlin would have their dynamic would have too much of an issue if her mother survived, but if her mother definitely died, that's gonna be definitely going to strain. I really, the
1: relationship. I really feel like almost for that reason alone is would probably is probably our answer. But I right. this show has surprised me in a lot of ways, so I'm gonna wait to see what exactly happens. But, uh, but I, I could see
0: I could also see the relationship being strained. And I didn't mean to interrupt you, Macmillion, but No, go ahead. I would I could also see the relationship being strained if Caitlyn gets upset. Because when she did get um Jinx's gun, Vi told her not to shoot Jinx. She
2: mm-hmm.
0: told her to to back down. And Had and because she backed down, Jinx got the upper hand and knocked her out, Mm -hmm. and then everything else went down the way that it did. So, I could see that being a strain on the relationship. If you had just let me, if you had just you know got your head out of your ass and saw that your sister is not your sister anymore, this would not have happened,
1: not be an issue, but hey. I think um, for me for season two, what I am looking forward to, I'm trying. Uh, besides what you just said, because I'm I am excited to see what the ramifications of the nuke are, um, and how that is going to affect our uh, main characters uh, moving forward. But I'm also interested to see um, what Heimdigger's tutelage for Echo means. Yep. What that might lead to. Also another thing is with this with Jinx cracking hextech in terms of like weaponry for the undercity what this war cuz I'm pretty sure a war is going to result from this is going to look mm-hmm. like definitely moving forward because she probably it she probably as smart as Jinx is to have like cracked hextech in like less than 2 days she probably can get other people weaponry yeah. So
2: And Jace has his advanced weaponry as well too. Yeah, no,
1: I'm but I'm saying like that I'm wondering
2: those I'm wondering
1: with ooh. the with the whole chaos with Topside, if more people are gonna get their hands on Arcane and what's gonna come of that. I mean not Arcane, Hextech and what's gonna become of of mm-hmm. of the Piltover of Piltover in general. I can like, I feel almost feel like that's probably gonna come from season two.
0: I that's can world. almost see it as Jinx not even being room if the, if the Undercity got access to Hextech weaponries, I can see Jinx not being remotely involved. Because that side of the politics, Jinx wasn't interested in that. She was making weapons, yes, but as far as when the weapons were being used and the negotiations and all of the other like business level stuff. That was also yeah, so.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying like I feel like I, I don't know if she I don't I'm not saying like she'd make it, but I'm saying like she the chaos that she has created from doing so I feel like will trickle down into pe- some people in the city getting their hands on it and essentially.
0: I could almost see it as her just abandoning the undercity because we don't know where she went. She shot off the nuke and she left. So we don't know where she went. It could have be that they infiltrate the last drop, or they even find like her workshop, and they just take the scraps of what she was working on and then make that into weaponry.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of routes this to go. Honestly, the way they left it off, but I really do feel like I
2: don't
1: know if she's anywhere. She might be with Cinder, uh, the doctor guy.
2: That is her. another. That's world. the only place I think she I might that might
1: have went. Right, at least right now but yeah season two got i'm i'm i got yeah i'm, I'm ready to see everything you mentioned in the stuff i said because it's it's a lot you can't who they i hope they get
0: more episodes because i'm gonna need more than nine <laughs> yo and so i call all nine when they release but apparently they have been releasing three episodes over the span of three weeks
1: yeah, I'm kind of glad I waited till everything was out. I, well, I mean, that wasn't my intention, but I'm glad like that's when I started when everything. Yeah, was that out wasn't first.
0: my intention either. I thought they had dropped the whole series as it is. And I was talking to a coworker at work about, yeah, I started Arcane and it's really good. And she was like, oh, so they released all the episodes. And I was like, did they not release all mm-hmm. the episodes at the same time? But they had been releasing them in acts. So the first three episodes was act one, then act two, and act three. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Makes sense. So, it's been confirmed for season two, apparently, and I saw this on TikTok. But apparently, they already have um voice recordings for some of the scenes that's going to be in season two. As as far as the trailer, so I don't know if that means that season two is coming really soon or if they just had a little snippet that they could give us because now we're all simps for arcane mm-hmm. but I'm I'm definitely excited I might be watching season one until season two comes out
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do got to give it a second rewatch
0: I It's definitely worth the second we watch for those who have think- watched the full season and haven't watched it again. I think when I watched it the second time, nothing, even then, nothing fell flat. I felt the same emotions and the same intensity the second time as I did the first time. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: That was everything I had for Arcane. Is there anything that you guys wanted to discuss that we missed or you wanted to touch on?
1: Uh, no, I think that we, uh, we got on everything. Also, the memes have been hilarious slash also dark, which I appreciate. The,
0: <laughs> the memes <laughs> have been hilarious.
2: I can see myself really liking Mel's mom. She's probably the one character that I really oh. have my eyes on. She Presence.
0: Can we talk presence? Presence.
1: That woman.
2: <laughs> she, I really like her character. She, she, she overtakes a room when she walks For only in.
1: for only being in an episode and a half, I really enjoyed her character. Mm-hmm. Presence
0: is mm-hmm. the word. I and going to season 2, I would like to see more of her. If she Actually, really... if she survive and if Chocolate Drop survived, I feel like that would be a contender for a male to survive because now she has to hear her mother be like, "I told you so." do you so yeah. When Especially now they're about to go to cared war. Cared
2: about her so much,
0: right? So I I could see I could see the main members of the council surviving and i could see the ones that were there but we didn't really get insight into dying off mm-hmm. that's what i could see that jace caitlin's mother caitlin's mother is up in the air it depends on what they want to do with that dynamic but mel and victor because of his magical enhancements i can see those four surviving and the rest of them just bye
2: you think victor's going to have like a villain art, like after killing his i don't know if vil- i don't know assistant? if he
1: i don't know if he's going to be evil but i do think if he continues with the mutate like trying to make himself survive through the hextech mutations that he's causing on mm-hmm. himself i think people are going to perceive him as evil regardless
2: mm-hmm like it's just a lot of storylines. I think it's they would because...
0: Line. Not to interrupt you, Ron, but I I could see that happening because let's let's go after the aftermath once the new blows up. If they start investigating and if Jay survives, I think he would be the only one to recognize that this could only happen with Hextech.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: now everybody's up in arms against Hextech because this is what the Undercity could make with it. And if they find out about Victor's experiments and with the fact that he used Shimmer in the process, I could see them turning against him and seeing him as a villain in that retrospect.
1: Yeah, I don't think he himself would. I think he'd be like a tragic hero, but...
0: Or he might. Yeah. Or he may just get sick. He may ju- he may advance himself so much it's like I don't care.
1: Right. True. I mean, I I think it could play either way, but I'm just saying, like, what he's shown me so far, I don't know if he turned evil or self-bad.
0: But, but I, we've I also do think... I was just saying we've seen the trope to where somebody with victor the mad scientist. Yeah. The mad scientist gets too far in the experiment. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Like I said, I can't wait for season two. And I
0: think, <laughs> yeah. I think he's gotten to the point where it could go either way. With him, Thanos snapping Sky, it's a will he or won't, won't he? Yeah. I think something else to note is that after he unalive Sky, he told Jace to destroy the Hex Core. Well, now that Jinx has blown up everybody, they may not destroy it. And that might lead to some stuff.
2: Also, the f- the former leader of the council, now that he got this relationship with Echo, is he going to start working with the fire, um, fire lights or he's going to be on yeah, the um, a- under city side? I want to see what he does. That's what Leo. I said.
1: I'm wondering what they're going to do together because I feel like that's going to lead to something big.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Echo's already shown to be semi intelligent for even making that little hoverboard thing. So they might have like a little <laughs> he <said> semi. <laughs> what
0: is semi intelligence, Ryan?
2: No, not semi intelligent, but like, you know, it's like it's alluding to the fact that Echo is pretty good for could good with his hands and know what he's doing. Yeah. Like we already know that the former leader of the council is pretty much like a three hundred year old genius or whatever.
0: Mr. Hamsterville. Y'all remember that man from Kim Possible? Doctor Hamsterville? No. <laughs> I think I
1: know what you're talking about, but it's been a while.
0: It's the obviously. the evil. Oh, it's not from Kim Possible. It's from Lilo and Stitch. It's the little evil hamster that wanted to get all the aliens. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about now. I I picked that's... the wrong cartoon. That's why nobody knew what I was talking about. But it's <laughs> it's I the, the exactly evil hamster that. from Lilo and Stitch. But that's all I had for the arcane review. I want to thank you both for being here for part one and part two. I thoroughly enjoyed this series and I'm glad that I got to talk about it. Um, for those listening or watching, make sure you follow us on social media. Um, on Instagram, we are The Blurred Mob Pod. That's at T H E B L E R D M O B E O D. We're on Twitter at The Blurred Mob. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube at The Blurred Mob Podcast. You can also find McMillian, uh, Gurren Otaku Council. What's you guys' handles, McMillian?
1: Um, we're on Instagram at Gurren in Otaku Council. That's G-U-R-R-E-N-O-T-A-K-U-C-O-U-N-C-I-L. Long name, I know. Uh, <laughs> on Instagram. On Twitter, we're the Gurren Ota- we're just Gurren Otakus. Uh, G U R R E N O T. Jesus, oh!
0: <laughs> you got you got messed up, Ryan throwing that phone up in the camera.
1: K U S. That's our handles.
0: What about Basically you, Ryan? Where one- can they find you at?
2: Oh, uh, you know what I'm saying, I ain't got my own individual platform yet, but you know, follow me on Instagram at Ryan Moore. Underscore r y u n m o o r e underscore symbol.
0: All right, y'all. Make sure you check them out. And this is the mob checking out. Peace.
2: Hands up if you love him when he ain't stand ten toes down. Shout they ain't no looking not look looking man. You can let them haters hate
1: when they answer where I'm smiling.